All right, very good. Turn your Bibles to the book of Genesis tonight. Book of Genesis, thank you for the music. And uh, I mentioned to you a few weeks ago that the Ladies Quartet was recording a CD. They're recording a CD, too. I don't know if they know it yet. Um, how do you say it? They're going to be dropping their album uh, in, in, in the uh, near future, so you can, you can subscribe on YouTube, uh, YouTube iTunes, and, uh, uh, and, of course, you can hear all that on my radio station. But uh, I'm excited about what the Lord is doing I hope we get a glimpse of what the Lord is allowing us to do as a church. Uh, not just the, the, what we get to do here locally and those that we get to influence. We, we all get to, uh, as our families, we all get to be a part of what God is doing as a church, to be part of His church. Uh, but <laughs> the influence we have uh, locally. Um, but then missions. Uh, there are, uh, in, on the continent of Africa, there's churches that met today on property that this church bought for them. And there are men who have started churches. This church is the church that supports them financially so that they can do that. And uh, sometimes we forget that, but those are souls that we're going to see uh, in heaven one day. And not just there, but missionaries all over the world that we support. And, um, you know, the, the things that we do with our radio, our, our, our radio station, and then the printing of the uh, Lifeline newspaper in February. That will be going to 10,000 uh, subscriptions. And the Lord is... In, in a day when the printed, the printed page is more important than ever. Um, and so, uh, and then with our, our printing ministry, and I believe we have brand publications right at 60 different titles, different books that we have printed as a ministry. And uh, we're pushing further and further. And, uh, and it, it's, it's a great opportunity for us to make a difference. And uh, I say that to say we're blessed. Uh, we have a great opportunity. We have a lot as a church uh, that we get to have a part of, from our schools to to Bible college to all sorts of things, and I think uh, we're just we're just getting uh, started as the Lord would allow. And certainly, I believe twenty twenty one is going to be a uh, a good year, a great year, a great opportunity. Won't be without trial, won't be without troubles. Uh, but one thing I know that the history of this church, whenever uh, we come out of a hard time, we're always stronger. And twenty twenty provide a lot of challenges. This church is stronger. Uh, than it was in 2020, and I look forward to seeing what God does in the near future. Genesis chapter number 15, I'm going to read the first seven verses. Genesis 15, the first seven verses. And then I am going to, for the title of the message, I'm going to ask a question or use a question that Abraham, Abram as he is at this point, asked God. And then I'm going to use... Uh, four statements, either that God made or about Abraham, to answer that question. It'll be very practical tonight, but I believe it'll be very helpful to us if we'll give our attention to the Word of God. <coughs> Genesis 15, verse number 1, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me? Seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in thy house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad, and said, Look now toward heaven, and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. 
And he said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees to give thee this land to inherit it. I want to draw your attention first to verse number 2. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me? I want us to understand the context that Abram asked that question. There is an unfulfilled promise in Abraham's life. And he asked this question, what wilt thou give me? And there's some great things that we're going to see in the Lord's response and the Scripture records that I think will be a help to us, not just today, but in the days ahead. This message is one of those. Perhaps you may need this tonight. And certainly if this applies to your life, your situation tonight, I think you should take the Word of God, apply it, let it help you. Uh, But if you, as we go through the message, this is one of those messages that if you don't need it tonight, you're going to need it. You're going to need to remember the truths that are presented tonight because we all are going to face similar situations. (laughs) Let's ask the Lord to help us tonight. Father, we thank you for a wonderful day already. We thank you for what you've already done this morning and in the opening part of the service. Father, I pray that you would bless the Word of God tonight, bless the the preaching of the Word of God. I pray that you'll help your people tonight. I believe the truths of your Bible is exactly what we need. Uh, May it be a help to us this evening. Father, I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. That's an interesting question, what wilt thou give me, that Abraham asked God. Now, that is followed with God giving Abraham the assurance in verse number 1. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Now, I remind you that God had promised Abraham that he would be the father of a great nation and that his lineage, his seed, would be a great nation. But yet, as Abraham begins to explain to God, isn't that interesting? He begins to explain to God his situation. I don't know if Abraham is the only one that's ever done that explain to God the situation that he's in so that God would be aware of the situation. And Abraham begins to explain to God, (coughs) I go, look at verse 2, I go childless. And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. Now, God... In verse number one, I know you're telling me I'm my shield and my exceeding great reward, and I believe Abraham believed that. But the fact was, he didn't have a child. He had no one born in his house to be his heir. That's the question, what wilt thou give me seeing? Because I have no child. You're my great reward, but God, let me tell you my situation. Let me tell you, God, what you have to overcome. Let me tell you what I'm dealing with. Uh, I, I know what you say to me, but let me tell you, there's some things that are unfulfilled. I don't know if you've ever felt that way. And let me first of all say, this Bible is true. It's true whether we understand everything that God does and is doing, it's true. 
every promise will be fulfilled. There will not be one promise unfulfilled. That's why when a loved one leaves us, God tells us, you comfort one another with the promise that, that we're all going to be together one day. That will be fulfilled. But it hasn't been fulfilled yet. God gives us many promises, and we look to Him to care for us. We look to Him to lead us, and sometimes the problem is not solved. Sometimes the answer is not yet obvious. Sometimes the promise is unfulfilled. And we may feel like Abraham, we believe the Word of God. We believe God is true. But sometimes we feel like Abraham <coughs> and say, what wilt thou give me? God, let me let you know, let me remind you of what's going on in my life. I know the promises you have made, but I don't have a child. It's kind of hard to be the father of a great nation if you don't have any children. Uh, Father, let me remind you, God, let me remind you that my steward, which was standing, stepping in the stead of the firstborn of the family, is this Eliezer of Damascus. Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. You promised me seed. I believe you are my shield. I believe you're my reward. But you've given me no son. Have you ever been there facing unfulfilled promises that God has made? Every promise is going to be fulfilled. Every word in this book is true. And while the promise that God made Abraham and that we're referring to and referencing is a, a, a promise made specifically to Abraham, we're to be reminded that when God makes a promise, He intends to keep it. And He fulfills every promise. And God promises the Christian that He will be their shield. He promises the Christian that He'll provide their needs. He promises the Christian that He'll provide His, their, his care. He promises the Christian uh, that everything will be just as it should be because we have a sovereign God. We have a God who cares for us. We have a God who watches over us. What wilt thou give me? I see that a little bit, a couple of th things that, that I want to remind us when, unfu when we face unfulfilled promises. The unfulfilled promises bring a little bit of confusion. What is God doing? What is God trying to do? Anybody ever been there? How is, he, how is he working? Why is, I believe God, and it doesn't make sense that he hasn't given me a son. Now, you know the story of Abraham and Sarah. They passed the time when they had the ability to have children. And God would do a miracle in giving them a child. So it's not like Abraham was a man of no faith. He was looking at the situation and he was saying, I, I don't see how you were going to fulfill this because you've, you've given me no son. There's no child. It brings some confusion. I believe that God is God, but I just don't see how he's going to fulfill this promise. If it doesn't bring confusion, here's one that I think everybody can relate with. 
unfulfilled promises bring frustration. It, it ought to, we ought to be reminded that this happens with us, and we ought to let the Spirit of God rebuke us because of this. Sometimes we get frustrated because God hasn't fulfilled His promises yet. God hasn't shown us how He's going to do what we have the, we hold Him to the faith to do. Uh, I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but that was Abraham. Uh, I don't have a child. Now, if your whole future, if your whole reason for leaving your home was based on this promise from God, you'd be a little frustrated as well. Um, we do know God has everything under control, right? We do know He's not shot by anything. You do, we do know that He's not on our timetable, and His ways are above our ways, His thoughts are above our thoughts. But I think sometimes we can relate with Abraham in the respect as I know what your promises are, but it has not been fulfilled. And he asked that question, what wilt thou give me? Now, for the remainder of the message, I want to take four phrases of Scripture and use these four phrases of Scripture to see God's response to Abraham's frustration for not having that promise yet fulfilled. And I believe they'll help us tonight. I want us to... See, first of all, in verse number 5. And after in verse number 4, let's go ahead and read verse number 4 again. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, talking about Eliezer of Damascus, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. You are going to have a son. But look at verse number 5. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven. And tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. I want you to notice that phrase, number one, the first phrase, look now toward heaven. Now we know the context of that. He says, look toward heaven, see the stars. Your seed is going to be greater than the number of stars. Now think about, we've read this book. We know how it's going to turn out. We know God fulfills his promises. There's Abraham, picture him out in the day looking up and looking at all these stars and God saying, your seed's going to be, can, count, can you count the stars? Look up to heaven. Look up to heaven and you're going to have, your seed's going to be greater than the number of stars. He had no children. That's a big leap from nobody to the stars. But there's a key there in that phrase, look now toward heaven. God didn't say, look now towards Google. Look now towards Wikipedia. He didn't name some seminar to attend. I'm not necessarily against any of those things I've mentioned to. I just think you and I need to do a lot more looking toward heaven. And when I don't know what to do, I shouldn't frantically look around, sometimes we just need to stop. And God had to remind Abraham, look up here. Look toward heaven. And he used the heavens to illustrate what he would do. You know, you and I need to be reminded sometimes, we need to stop and look at the stars, look at heaven, and get a sense of the bigness of our God, 
get a sense of the greatness of our God. We can barely grasp the little part of this world that we live in. We have a God that uses this world as a footstool. It would do you and I well when we're frustrated and we're confused and we can go to Scripture and say, God, you said you would do this, or God, I've been holding on to this promise and I've yet to see it take place. I don't have a child, to put it in context of Abraham. And hear the words of God say, look up here, be reminded, and it's good for us to be reminded of how insignificant we are when it comes to the vastness of our God. I don't know how many stars there are, but there's a bunch of them. I don't know how far away those stars are that we can see, but it's a long way. My God is above that. My God is greater than that. And when you and I get frustrated and you and I get confused and you and I are hanging on to, I don't understand how we're going to get through this or how we're going to make this. And, and if you don't need this today, just hang on. You'll, you'll get there. You'll be in this situation. And Abraham, certainly a great man, Abraham had great faith in God. He's in that hall of faith because of his faith in Hebrews chapter number 11. This is not a man that was casual with God. He was a friend of God. He knew the Lord, and yet he said, God, what will thou give me? I don't have a child. You've made a promise. I know you're my shield. God's had to remind him to look up here. And if God had to remind Abraham, I think you and I, from time to time, is good for us to be reminded that we've got a God that not only we can look to, we should look to. He said, look now towards heaven. We've got to look to our God. Notice what else he says in that verse. If thou be able to number them. What was he talking about? Until the stars. If thou be able to number them. He tells him that his seed would be greater than the number of the stars. Again, we get a perspective of the greatness of God. Uh, God said, okay, Abraham, look up here. You see those stars? Start counting. When you get done counting, you let me know how many there are and my promise is so great and so true that I'm just going to remind you your, your, your seed is going to be greater than the stars. Now, it's obvious Abraham could not count all the stars. You and I cannot count all the stars. You can have all of the, all of the, all of the scientists in this world, those that look and study those things, they can't count all the stars. What a bigness, what a perspective, perspective of the greatness of God. I think of this when I, I think of this phrase as I, as I read this phrase. God's promises were even greater than Abraham understood. Please, 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 please do not miss this. Abraham was focused on a child. A single child. God said, look at the stars. Sometimes we look and say, God, you haven't given me this, and I don't have this. And God says, I want to give you the magnitude of the stars. We fail to understand how great of a God we have. 
We fail to understand how much God wants to bless His children. We fail from time to time to understand that God is a benevolent God. He's a loving God. And His promises are even greater than we comprehend. And sometimes, and it's just the way we are, we're limited by being this flesh and blood. We can only see what's right in front of our face. We can only see the problem that we have. We can only see the obstacle that keeps the promises of God from being fulfilled as if it could actually keep the promise of God for being, uh, for being fulfilled. But sometimes God has to say, Look up here, because you're focused on me. You're focused on a child. I'm going to give you the greatness of all the stars that you can see. Let me remind you of this child of God. God wants to give you so much more than you and I can even comprehend. And from time to time, we forget we get frustrated. What would thou give me, God? And I believe your promises, and I do have faith, and, 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 I, and I, w- I want to see you do, but, but let me tell you my situation. Let me, let me help you know and understand what I'm dealing with. From time to time, we just got to look to him and be reminded of how great he is. And I believe he was not only making a promise of the number of his seed, I believe he was reminding Abraham that that obstacle, that very real obstacle in your mind, in your life, that is keeping you, you think keeping you from that fulfilled promise, if I can put every star in these heavens, I can give you a child. And you know, and I know this promise, and I know the significance of this promise with the nation of Israel, but it would do you and I good from time to time to walk outside and look up at that sky and see those stars and be reminded that that obstacle that you have in your life is not an obstacle to God. And our God is so much more bigger than our problems, so much more bigger than what we're facing we see the perspective, we get a perspective of the greatness of God. And then number three, I love verse number six in the commentary. And he believed in the Lord. This was his faith. I don't know what you and I, our response would have been, but think about the promise that God had made Abraham and the obstacles that stood in the way of that promise being fulfilled. It sounds, by the world's standards, it sounds pretty outlandish to say, you know, one day you're going to have a family reunion, and there's going to be as many people there as there are stars in the sky. I, I don't know how you would respond to that. I'd be thinking of the amount of Christmas gifts I'd have to buy. Uh, you know, I don't know, maybe thinking about how many Christmas gifts I get. I don't know. There's two ways of looking at that. But you think about that. Abraham had not lived the finish of the story that we know. He had a choice of whether or not to just take God at his word. And sometimes the promises of God are so big that we cannot fully understand them. So what are we to do? 
just believe. Well, how do you know there's a heaven? You think about what God tells us, Scripture tells us about heaven. Streets are made of gold. The gates are pearl, a pearl. Uh, there's no light there, sun there, because Jesus is the light. Let your, let your head wrap around that for a little bit. How many of you, and you don't have to raise your hand, just groan. How many of you, when you woke up this morning, you had the aches and pains of life? Some of you took me literal on that, and there was a groan. I guess you held it in as long as you could. But you realize in heaven, it's perfection, something you and I have never experienced. There's no aches, there's no pains, there's no disease, there's no sickness. There's no tear shed in heaven because there's nothing to be sad about. You think about that from a logical standpoint. It's a lot to comprehend. I believe it. I believe you believe it. We have to come to a place in our life, as Abraham did, when there's something that we can't see how God's going to do it, or we can't see how it's attainable. We have faith to believe it. That's our salvation. That's forgiveness of sins. We're saved by faith. We're to live by faith. We're to trust what God says. Don't ever, don't ever, don't ever, don't ever get over just, just deciding I'm just going to believe what God says, no matter how, whether or not I can understand how it's going to happen. And, and I hope you get the concept, you get the picture of Abraham standing under that sky with all of those stars. And he had so much faith in God that when God said, bear in mind, Abraham's frustrated because he doesn't have a child, he doesn't have an heir. He's confused because he believed God was made him a promise and it had yet to be unfulfilled. He didn't see how it could be fulfilled. When God says, Abraham, look up here. See all these stars? Your seed is going to count them. Tell the stars, count them. And your seed's going to be greater than those stars. And Abraham going from, I don't have a child. What are you going to do for me? He's like... Okay, I, I believe you. That's great faith. It's not foolish, friend, to just have a place in life and you say, I don't know how God's going to work through this. I don't know how God's going to do this. But God has said that he would provide a way. Okay, I believe it. Pastor, you don't understand how great the obstacle is. Oh, is, 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 it, is it thousands and millions of stars that, that there's a promise linked to that that we just have to believe? If Abraham can, can believe that, you and I can believe what this book says. He believed it. You, when you don't know how God's going to fulfill his promises, you must have faith. And then finally, fourthly, I like this part too. Verse number seven. And he said unto him, 
I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees to give this land to inherit it. Fourth phrase I'll mention is found there in verse number seven. Brought thee out of Ur. Now, God reminds him, I have a land for you to inherit. Now, bear in mind, Abraham is going on God's word. There's a land that I'm going to give you. We've seen in this text that God says, I know you don't have a child now. I know you don't have an heir now. But when I'm done, when it's all said and done, you count those stars and your seed will be greater than the stars. And Abraham decided, okay, I believe it. But let's not lose this fact, let's not lose focus of this important point. He said unto him, I am the Lord that brought thee out of Ur of the Chaldees. The point I want to make with this is God had a plan and a purpose for Abraham. And he reminded him of where I brought you from. You've come too far. I've brought you out of your comfort. I've brought you away from that which you've known. I've brought you away from your family in order for you to get to the land that I've promised you. And for you to be be the father of that great nation that I'm going to make out of you. I brought you out of earth. Here's the point that I want to leave us with tonight. When you don't know how God is still going to fulfill the promises that he's made to you and, and to us collectively, let's be reminded of how far God has brought us. And he brought us out of where we were because he has a plan for us. He has a purpose for us. Sometimes we don't understand the moves of God. Sometimes we don't understand how God's going to do because of, uh, fulfill his promises because of the circumstances that we find ourselves in. The, the, the world that is around us, or maybe we haven't figured out if God's going to do this and he's going to do it this way and this way and this way and this way, otherwise it can't be done. And we forget that we're talking about the God who put every star in place He wrote all the laws the universe operates by. He is a supernatural God, and he doesn't need us to figure it out for him. And he reminds us, as he reminded Abraham, you've come too far to have a lack of faith now because I have a purpose for you. You might be in a situation similar to Abraham tonight where you don't understand You can think back to God dealing in your life. You can think back to it being clear that this is what God wants to do in your life. And you can think back to times when you've grabbed a hold of a truth of Scripture and grabbed a hold of a promise. Or maybe tonight you're dealing with a a burden or you're dealing with a heartache, you're dealing with some situation, you're like an obstacle, you don't know how you're going to get through it, and, and you search the scriptures, I'm going to hold on to this, I just, I just have this belief that I know God's going to care for me, and I know God's going to deliver because his promises are true. But he hadn't yet fulfilled the promise. And quite frankly, you don't know how he's going to. Because in order to be a father of a great nation, you actually have to have a child. I don't have one. But God says, look up here. Look at these stars. When you're done, count them. Your seed's going to be greater than that.
And Abraham, in his reckless faith, said, okay, I believe it. And God says, one more thing. Let me remind you, I'm the Lord who brought you out of Ur. I brought you out of Ur not to leave you in the desert. I brought you out of Ur not to leave you frustrated. I brought you out of Ur not to leave you confused. I think it would be good for Christians tonight to remember how far God brought us. Hey, He saved us. And we're still here. If God did not have something for us, we'd be home with Him. I don't think we understand how God longs for His children to be with Him. He longs for you and I. He longs for the redeemed to be with Him. That's why the Scripture tells us, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of the saints. That which brings tears on this side, God welcomes His children home. It thrills His heart for His children to be with Him. And the reason you and I are still here on this side of eternity as a child of God is because He brought us out of earth for a reason. He has a plan. He has a purpose. And you and I should hold on to the promises. And just because we can't see it, it's not time to go back to earth. Let's realize how far he's brought us. As a church, God has brought us through many things. and He's brought us here. I still believe that book. Oh, I may be one of the only voices that will say this. I don't think I am, but just in case, for the disclaimer, I still believe America can have revival. Well, well, Pastor, I don't see how. Look up. He's never not fulfilled a promise. Now, what it's going to take is the recipe that God said is necessary for revival to come. I still believe the church can, can mend marriages and, and we can rear children for the glory of God and we can reach the lost with the gospel. I still believe that through a generation, this world can be turned upside down and our nation can turn back to God. I still believe those promises, but I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. What are we going to do? Go back to Ur? What are we going to do, church? Say, well, we did the best we could, and I guess God's not as big now as He was in the days of the Great Awakening. No, I've got the same God. He's going to fulfill His promises. He brought us out of earth, Christian. Don't dare even consider quitting. Well, I... I I surrendered to God, and I promised God I would serve Him, but He just hasn't came through on His end. And we may not say it like that. Well, if we're honest, that's what we're really saying. What, what, what are you going to do? Well, God, what are you going to do for me? I believe you're my shield. I believe you're my reward. But how am I going to be the father of a great nation if I don't even have a child?
God had to remind him of some important truths. That I know blessed me is I was reminded from the scripture that I've got a God greater than the heavens. I've got a God greater than the galaxies. And if he's greater than that, he's greater than anything I might face down here. And his, promise is going, his promises are going to be fulfilled. I just have to believe. That would be good tonight as we close the service and go to invitation. It's for God's children to just make up their mind, I'm going to believe. Well, God, let me, let me tell you what's going on down here. God don't need us to tell him what's going on down here. God is very aware of what's going on. God, let me tell you what's going on at my job, and let me tell you about what's going on, going on here. And I know these promises, but, but when you made those promises, you probably weren't aware of my situation. And just be reminded, hey, look up here. Look at those stars. If he can do that, he can fulfill and will fulfill every promise in this book. Father, help us tonight.